Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Oh, yeah. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes, it does. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Ed. Yes, sir. Before you let everyone know the title of the show, um, I just want to read something here because okay. about stepping out boldly. Okay, great. Because you know, some people, when success coaches talk about stepping out boldly and taking drastic action. Yeah, not my cup of tea. No, it's, that's not what we're talking about, folks. Right. We're talking about stepping out boldly, but I'm just going to read, because I made a note to myself. I love notes to Daryl Self. To clarify it. And I go, because to clarify it so it's not misinterpreted, to remind myself, but this might help listeners yes. really understand what we're talking about. If it's and, strong enough for Fazaro, it's strong enough for anyone. And this is what I wrote to myself. Stepping out boldly is really just being willing to discover we've been wrong about what we thought our limits were. Mm-hmm. So stepping out boldly is really just being willing to discover mm-hmm. we've been wrong about what we thought were our limits. Yes. And that's why it feels like we're stepping out boldly. But actually, we're just, and Ed called it this, we're just stepping out of our stagnant zone. Mm-hmm. It's much better than the word comfort zone. Yeah, right. Because it actually given a bad name. Yeah, because we want to be, we want to promote being comfortable, right? But we don't want to promote remaining stagnant, and that's why these yeah. things, these ideas, seem so radical and exciting. Yeah, because they're actually helping us to move out of the familiar, what we're familiar with. Yeah, which can become very stagnant if we don't keep. Right. If we're not willing to continue to grow. Yeah, especially since a lot of the things that we're comfortable with were given to us by, or I would say no, we're familiar with have been given to us possibly by family, and they might be an ill-fitting little suit that you're still trying to fit into, and it feels terrible. But the stepping out boldly moment is in the moment where something my mind is telling me is right. Feels terrible. I've listened to it a million times. It never ends well. It never gets me where I want to go. But 
there's an underlying fear that won't present itself, but it's like it's almost like a life and death level of fear on the inside going, if you don't if you don't do this thing, you're gonna die. You know, like something bad's gonna happen. You're like so like when I was I was saying when I was walking to my car yesterday to go to work, the fear was already kicking in. Better get there, you know, your co coworkers is gonna be out today. That mean and it's like making up reasons why I need to be afraid and stressful. But the joy in me, because I've been tuning into it more, wanted to walk down the end of the road and get the free newspapers that I bring to my staff. Well, you mean the nudge to step out boldly? Yes, was actually to take well, it easy. Well, let me. Yeah, yeah, yes. The the stepping out boldly part was to listen to the joy. Yes, exactly. And because it was just a very warm, joyful feeling. It was just, the sun was shining. I wanted to just enjoy that walk down to the end of my block. And I always get inspired ideas when I do that. And I had to let go of the fear, that principle, this imaginary principle in my brain that's judging me. Let go of all of that. And it wasn't that hard because I just like, I'm going to give this to myself. Like I've read enough of these readings. The best thing. I, so I did that. I walked down there. I got the newspapers. I really didn't even, nothing, like I didn't get to school late or anything. I realized, wow, operating out of that other state of mind was so small and ill-fitting. Um, and I was talking to my friend, uh, this this young man that I've been mentoring, and he was he calls me, and I was we were. He said something that really stuck with me. It was like, it doesn't take any effort to keep thinking those small thoughts because oh, they're in, in, ingrained, yeah. but they burn all of our energy. So yes. There's no effort to stay on the, but all of our energy just gets burned out, burned out, burned out. So now, so what happened yesterday, I, I, I experienced an upgrade and ended up blessing my principal later in the day as because I was, I didn't put her on the throne and make her into this monster. I ended up being in the copy room and she just happened to be there. And she goes, Ed, it's been a long week. I go, you know what? You're doing a great job, and I've been appreciating yes. how, what you've been doing. So I was able to be the one that was loving toward her because I wasn't projecting onto her that she, oh, she's up feeling that way because of me. Yes, I knew it wasn't because of me, and I felt love toward her. So many miracles happened. Two, two meetings that I had were kind of burning my brain out that I had scheduled for next week. The parents had to reschedule to a later date. Like everything, I ended up at Latte Larry's, the... the uh, that pop-up shop for the new Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Everything went my way, but it all started with that decision. And this is what Daryl was saying. The stepping out boldly was just to give myself permission to follow that little joyful nudge to walk down the street, enjoy the sunshine for a minute, and get those newspapers uh, instead of rushing and imagining that this I'm in trouble already, and there's something to be afraid of. Well, we always experience an upgrade when we step out boldly. Yeah. And I was then there's a, a book uh, that Nancy Norman is doing in her Infinite Prosperity Workshop, which you're all invited to partake in. Every Thursday. Every Thursday at uh, 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. East Coast time via Zoom at joyoflife.com.org. UnityJoyOfLife.org. UnityJoyOfLife.org. Thank you, Indy. And uh, the book is Creative Mind by Ernest Holmes. It's yes. it's the first book he wrote. So I, I think it's the best because it's the easiest to comprehend. Mm -hmm. It was written in 1919. It's a short and little one, too. Just, yeah, just like all the other books we recommend. It's simple, right to the point, thin. You could keep it in your car, your briefcase, your purse. But in there... I mean, what I want to say, in the beginning of the book, 
He says, fear leads to failure. Faith leads to success. It's just that simple. Yeah. And when we're stuck in the rut of our old habits of thinking, it seems so unreasonable to faithfully choose a new idea. And these new ideas are actually God nudging at us, saying, come on, go this way, because it's a feel-good idea. But then these old ideas that that have got us to this point, Mm -hmm. so we think, I mean, they're just trying to be helpful, are so strong but they're, they can it, the feelings of fear they create because they're going, no, 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 don't do that. Yeah. Because look how far we've gotten. We don't want to blow it. Right. But the truth is that will blow it. Yeah, it will. But being willing to follow these nudges, these joyful nudges, stepping out boldly, everything improves. These hopeful ideas always bring miracles when we follow them. Yeah. It's always. Really, it's really always. exciting. As soon as I started walking down the street, I saw an email, the notes from the universe from that Mike Dooley fella that said, if someone wants A to happen, yet they prepare for B, they will always get B. Prepare for A, the universe. It's just like I... That's what Fonzie was always talking about. A. By walking down the road, I was preparing for A instead of B. (laughs) So today's show is called Experience and Upgrade with Jeffrey J. Spikes. What you think upon grows. Whatever you allow to occupy your mind will magnify in your own life. Yes. This is the law of growth, and there is no avoiding it. Whatever is the subject of your thought, be it good or bad, the law works and the condition grows. And this is the other part we have to keep convincing, at least for me, convince myself that my mind and my imagination are really that powerful and that that is really where it begins, taking time to shift my mind and shift my thinking. So if we desire to enjoy more of what we love and less of what we don't, the secret is to stop complaining and start thanking. Metaphysical teacher and friend of the show, guest Kathy Jean Norman, who's been on the show many times, has said, when you let go and are grateful, there's an orchestrating power of the universe that can bring you what you need when you need it. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage listeners and each other to go on a daily thankathon. (laughs) <laughs> Do this and you'll quickly experience improvement in every area of your life. And during the second segment, U.S. Marine Corps vet Jeffrey J. Spikes gets us to switch from spanking to thanking with today's reading, Thank and Grow. That Marine rich. stole my jacket. It, it looks good on him, man. <laughs> it, looks, it looks really, really good. I mean, this it's my jacket now. stepping out boldly is stepping into the awareness that love is really what is orchestrating the entire universe and orchestrating our affairs but when we're in fear we can't feel it so it seems like it doesn't even exist it seems unreal so that's why we condition our mind to receive and recognize some people call it practicing the presence of god recognizing the presence of love because it's a feeling thing and when I'm in fear, I can't feel it. So that's where faith comes in. If there's, a, there's parts of me that are little parts that are like, I can't do that. What about if I don't do this? You know, like, you know, what's, something bad's going to happen. But 
it's amazing that there is this loving power that really wants to orchestrate everything on our behalf. And it doesn't make one lazy. It actually makes one inspired and yeah. energetic. By letting go of the nonsense on the fear list, some people think, well, I don't do it. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Ugh. Actually, because a lot of the people that are committed to the fear list, they, their, their personal relationships suffer greatly with their kids, with their spouse, with the people they work with. So they're like trading off getting their list done for every other good thing in the universe. But the, there's no compromise. There always says no suffering required. There, there is no suffering required. That's a huge thing to come back to. If I'm suffering, it is self-generated. Because in the reality, in the big plan that wants to happen through us, there is no suffering required. Yeah, living under those fearful ideas, we're living under constant thoughts of self-protection instead of freedom of choice. And that's the draining mentality. Yeah. I always got oh, to protect myself. It's horrible. And that's why we have to have some... Like we talk about a morning routine of yes. meditation, inspired reading, affirmative prayer. You have to have some mode of putting in the effort to redirect our mind back into alignment with love, with God, yes. with the truth of who we are. Otherwise, our mind will just continue to run down the paths that it has always run down. So the really the only effort required is to redirect our mind. Like Daryl says, discipline. To Means, redirect, to follow the loving leader within, yes, discipline yes. our mind, become a disciple of... Because remember, the Christ is not a man. The Christ is something that exists within all of us. So, I mean, that's just doctrine. That's the truth. Of, that's the principle. So, disciplining our own mind that can go here and there and anywhere to follow and get in alignment with the loving leader, the Christ within. Because when it does, this is why I don't believe... I don't, spend time trying to destroy the ego or believe in any anyone who thinks there's an enemy and it's called the ego it's just the ego needs to be redirected to be in alignment with the christ within with the life within and then it will function properly then there, you don't need to be like some phony who does who's who doesn't live life to the fullest who just sits there and like that's it's nonsense our ego yeah. is is a vessel through which we live on this planet if you have if you're not if you're on this planet you have an ego because ego just means mind, body, and emotions. It's, the, it's like the, the lens through which we exist on this planet. So we want to get that in tune with that inner Christ, with that inner uh, eternal part of ourself. And then people love us for our sense of humor, for our quirks, for the personality, for all of that stuff. When it, when it follows the loving leader, it's not something to be feared. Well, the best definition I heard of Christ, because people... Oh, I know, love this, yeah. Because you know, what's Christ? Oh, what is that? What are they talking about? Yeah. Is by Ernest Holmes, and he said, Christ is simply the activity of God within me. I like, you know, but you told me something even better recently. Yeah, what was it? I Remember forgot. about the cleaning of the... Oh, that's anointed! Right, but the, it went into the Christ, yeah. <laughs> yes, anointed... And Christ, anoint, was originally... Yeah, because Christ meant the anointed one. Yes, the anointed one, which means the clean one. Because anointing was the way you would... Uh, the gladiators would clean themselves with oil. With oil. And scrape the 
uh, dirt off. Yes. So when you were anointed, you were now cleansed. Right. So when our consciousness is anointed and we clear out all the nonsense and yes. see clearly, that's when we are the Christ, and we're and that's when we bless others, and that's when we magnify and multiply our good, and all manner of amazing things occurs, occurs, occurs. Um. By the way. Good day to you, Indy, over here at Chobo. How are you doing? Hey, guys. How you doing? Loving, Good. Loving the show so far. What do we got on the bulletin board today? Did What's he get it right? Funniest thing with love and power. Who's love and who's power? Yeah, I'll let you guys pick. That's what I call these. Love Oh, yeah, by the way, Jeff Comfort's out there in Kansas City, Kansas, and each week. He takes us right, right into the comfort, comfort zone. Yeah. Oh, before you read, let me, let's thank uh, Miss Frankhauser. Oh, my goodness. And thank you. Incredibly generous donation and yes. a beautiful card just popping up with a happy howdy-do. If you're not on uh, YouTube, hop on. You can see the card I'm reading. Go to YouTube, uh, Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, and... Um, you can see it, or listen if you're on YouTube, get the uh, podcast apps and listen to the show. That's how we started, just pure audio. So, um, so dear Daryl and Ed, to let you know that friendly thoughts are being sent to you both. I have been listening to your show for years on Unity Radio. I'm so thankful for you both and your show, The Funniest Thing. Thank you for continuing to do the show on YouTube. I appreciate you both, and thank you for all the great Funniest Thing shows. With a hug, Eleanor Bronkhauser. I don't know if there's an, is it Frank or Funk? Frank. No, it's, there's no R in that beginning. I think it's Funkhauser. No, really? F-A-N-K, yeah. It is Funkhauser. So, so she said, Galen McDowell always said to tithe where you are spiritually fed. Apologies it took me so long to uh, act on that advice. Better late than never. Thank you for feeding the world spiritually. While I'm at it, let me just say thank you to Maureen Swift. Oh, we got a package. Oh, yes. And there's one for Indy as well. So don't. And Stephen Tom Thorpe. Yes, Stephen Tom Thorpe. These are from Jerry's Cafe. That's fun. That's a cool. cup of joy it's instead a of a of cup joy. of Joe. Or we a, like that. It's end better than the hot cup of spite that they were serving at Latte Larry's yesterday <laughs> when I went. Um, so let's see what Maureen said. Oh, yeah. We still, I thought we gave Stephen his, but we have one for Stephen as well. Um, says, hello, Daryl and Ed and Indy and Stephen. Happy New Year. I hope the near New Year brings you all as much joy, love, laughter, inspiration that you bring to others. I want to share a cup of joy with you. It's a great place, Jerry's Cafe, providing employment for adults with developmental disabilities. Thank you for all you do to keep me on the right path in a comedic, authentic, kind way. God bless you all. Wishing you a season filled with warm moments and cherished memories. Enjoy this cup of joy. Love, Maureen Swift. Yes, we uh, will thank you, Maureen. be using these. Thank sure, you. Yeah. Thank you. And then also we got uh, Lois Conklin, dear yeah. Daryl and Ed. Uh, and these are personal, one-of-a-kind watercolors she does yeah, for us really on beautiful. postcards. You can see them on YouTube. I pray that Daryl is well. I am. It worked. And you both are feeling fine. Communion with God yes. through his word and prayer is as indispensable to me as the food I eat and the air I breathe. It says, from Talking to God by Andrew Murray, which was, he lived from 1828 to 1917, published in 2017. Love to you all, Lois Conklin. The art was by Lois as well. Man, this stuff, 
Isn't it amazing? Anyone who takes the time to sit in the silence, get to know themselves, really like ask themselves, like, what is this God thing? Like, what is life? They all come to the same conclusions and awarenesses and principles, no matter when it was written. It's really amazing. It's really amazing. Well, let me just read the inspiration for today's show. Yes. Now, you know, we recommend a morning routine. Oh, by the way, let me tell everyone, funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. If you do want to reach out to us, that's a great way to do it. You can go to DarylNed.com as well. Yes. And like I was mentioning, morning routines. We recommend one of the books is Around the Year with Emmett Fox. I couldn't do this without a morning routine, period. Me neither. Period, period, period. So uh, today, this reading, if you have the book, is from January 29th. It's called The Law of Growth. And it is simply, what you think upon grows. This is an Eastern maxim, and it sums up neatly the greatest and most fundamental of all the laws of mind. What you think upon grows. Whatever you allow to occupy your mind, you magnify in your own life. Whether the subject of your thought be good or bad, the law works and the condition grows. Any subject that you keep out of your mind tends to diminish in your life because what you do not use atrophies. That's good to remember. We don't have to dig into all these things we feel may have had a thought of remorse about. We don't need to keep reliving those. Right. Forgiveness simply means to give up. It's a pleasant interactivity that allows us to give up these negative emotions. And those thoughts will dissolve and dissipate and go away as long as we stay on the thoughts we that benefit us. Right, because the true moment of forgiveness is when we actually start feeling joy again. Yes. And feeling love and excitement and enthusiasm. Go ahead. And this, and what I'm going to read now is why we're saying success in life is easy, although you may go, no, it's not. It's easy if we remain grateful, like Kathy Norman said. You know, when you let go and are grateful, there's an orchestrating power of the universe that can bring you what you need when you need it. It's that simple. Yeah, and it's it's like playing a game and not and we were never taught the actual rules of yeah. the game or the principles. So we had a lot of experiences that told us that it was hard or other people who were not taught the principles said it was hard. But that doesn't make like that's but now that we're learning how to actually yes. play what the game is and how to play it, it's not really hard. And the problem is when we start telling us it's hard, just like this says, what we think upon grows. We 100%. get evidence in our experience that, oh, okay. Yeah. The universe goes, oh, okay. Yeah. Life is hard. Well, here we go. This is why we want to switch to gratitude. The more you think about your grievances or the injustice that you have suffered, the more such trials will you continue to receive. However, the more you think of the good fortune you have had, the more good fortune will come to you. This is the basic, fundamental, all-inclusive law of mind, and actually all psychological and metaphysical teaching is little more than commentary upon this. Mm -hmm. That means all these books we read, all the lessons Jesus taught are really commentary on this. Mm -hmm. 
What we think upon grows. And he has the the quote from Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 8. What you think upon grows. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good rapport, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Yes. And, you know, funniest thing, whenever we think about things, the universe always reflects it. Last week, we were so excited about the topic of our show. Do you remember the topic? It's sitting here, the royal royal treatment. Yes. And at one point, unscripted, we just started talking about, Ed brought up the fact that we always have angels just waiting to work on our behalf. Right. And that they don't even know... We have to let them know what yes. they're facing because in their realm, it doesn't even exist. So they need our guidance. They need us to like give the word, yes. go to work. And as long as we're grumbling and complaining, they're sitting back in their little, yeah, their, like a, in their locker room, yeah, smoking cigarettes, going, oh, this guy, when's he going to get I, some new thoughts I was in here and to work? Because we were doing the royal treatment, like it's this big royal hall, and yeah. we don't realize that we're the king at the front, and they're all... Sitting in the yeah. hall and like you Waiting. Said, we, we had that same image. They're smoking cigarettes, leaning on their swords and whatever. Yeah, they're just they're just like, how long? When's this guy gonna give us some marching orders? So two days ago, um, I get to hunch and Stephen Tom Thorpe also says, Hey, you wanna go eat uh there's a chicken place we like to go to. Chicken in, dicks in Los Angeles. No. California Fresh. California Fresh. And it's near the Hammer Art Museum. And the Hammer Art Museum, folks, if you live in Los Angeles or you're visiting, it's always free, and there's free parking. So there you have it. It's a beautiful space. I and, highly recommend it. It's in Westwood near UCLA. Yeah, and they have a small, they have a, part of the museum is, you know, the part of the collection that's always there. And then they have rotating exhibits. Yes. So unbeknownst to me, I didn't know what exhibit was going to be there. I go to the museum this is just two days ago so this is just a few days after we had we we talked about that image and they're having a exhibition on intaglio prints which is etchings it's an italian word for etchings Mm -hmm. and there was one there from 1514 and i'm looking at this thing and i'm going what the heck i sent indy a picture of it it's it's the exact image. You're not going to. I'm holding it up and you and you on uh, for YouTube, but we gave Indy the full screen image to put up there, and it's it's titled uh, "Melancholy Eye," and it's angels waiting for inspiration, and they're with their tools. They, they have artistic tools. His sword, the one, the females. Uh, in the foreground, sword is on the ground, and they're just, you know, it's called melancholy because they're just like, oh, oh, well, what are we? We're waiting around yeah. for our positive marching orders. What are the chances? And what are the, and that this idea, like you said, when we tune into these things, that the artist, Albrecht Durer, how do you say it? Durer, Durer, Albrecht Durer. Had the same image it's in incredible. Fi- the year 
1914. That's incredible, man. That these angels are melancholy waiting for us to give them their inspiration to go to work. It's incredible. And then they will help us do all these creative things. And we got to let ourselves know it's a, we're allowed to say, let it be easy. Yeah. Let it be easy. Because that is the big stumbling block. When we're procrastinating, it's only because when I'm procrastinating, I may not hear it out loud, but it's really because inwardly I'm saying, this is going to be difficult. Yeah. This has got to be perfect. Yeah. This is going to be difficult. This has got to be perfect. And I, I have been adamant about chained. When I start feeling that way, I go, no, this is going to be easy. Yeah. And all the parts are going to come together. And once you know it, everything comes together easily. When I tell myself, I'm going to let it be easy. Yeah. Everything. You yeah. experience it with paperwork. Everything you do. I experience it with creative ideas. I also brought the two pictures because last week we talked about when I said, let it be easy. Because yeah. I put the king back in the throne, and I got asked to do a couple sketches for... Logos. For, yeah, for... Restaurant, grunions. Yeah, but what do you like calling Cookie. Them? Cookie. Yeah, it's cookie. For Robert Cook's uh, bar, sports bar. And someone who saw the show goes, well, what were they? So Indy can put those on the screen. There was two. One is uh, is inspired by the surfer. Is his name Greg Knoll? Yeah. With the black the and white... With the black and white shorts he yeah. wore. So that's why that fish has the black and white shorts wow. while he's on the surfboard because he lived down there, I yeah. guess. And then the other one is just a, gr is a grunion. Yeah. I like what you're describing in it because lately I've just been realizing you have to, I have to have confidence, which means with faith. With faith is what real confidence is. With faith. Like to this week when I had two meetings, it got to the point where I had to recommend my part in this old voice. I, when I was at Unity Village once, I heard we were next to Charles and Myrtle's old office. We were in the archives, and I heard a voice, this loving voice said, you know, Ed, the, the only problem you've ever had is you've always had a voice in your head telling you that everything you do is wrong. And so a lot of times when I've been doing these meetings, when it comes to be my turn, all of a sudden my confidence would wane and all of a sudden I'd feel like I'm going to get in trouble. I did the wrong thing. So today, this week, I just used some tricks and I just said, no, I'm going to deliver exactly what I said and I'm just going to do it with confidence. Like I'm yes. playing a song I love and I'm just yes. going to have fun. And I did. And every time I got the most wonderful reception. And so think about that. If you're struggling with things, try doing the same things, but with confidence, you might be doing it all right, but you've been doubting yourself. And so it's not, you're not getting the results. And all that means is that you, with faith, that we live in a loving universe. Let's do the ponder. Oh, I want to say oh, one okay, last thing. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I don't want to cut you the off. One last thing. Um, when I'm trying to coerce myself into believing that it can be easy, I do it by, I always do it. If you don't believe me, you could come steal one of my little pads. Mm -hmm. You could tell it's mine because all my pads have my name on it. M-I-N-E. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> the uh, 
because I'm always thanking in advance. I go, thank you for inspiring me today. Like, because yes. I know I have to come up with the ideas for the story. Thank you for motivating me yes. because I know I have trouble following through because yes. I get scared. Yes. And I, you know, thank you for making it easy. And what happens is, and it's going to happen to you, you're going to get a thought that seems so easy and so simple. You may think that's not the thought. That's right. But that actually is the answer to the prayer. Because when I did those drawings, as I did them, I go, these are perfect. No, no, no. They weren't too, they weren't hard enough right. for you to do. Right. So they can't be the right ones. You need to work harder. And I said, no. With God, God works with effortlessness yes. and ease. And That's these right. are good enough to submit yeah. to cookie. And if you're like me, get a journal. And write thank you letters. Well, yes. Let's read once we get Jeff in here. Who cares? We'll do the breaths. How about that? And then we'll bring Jeff in. Or okay. Do... Are we going to read this thing? How about we read it when we bring when we get Jeff in here? Well, it's just one sentence. Okay, let's hear it. This is a quickie from Ponder because remember, this isn't difficult to do, folks. Well, let me say, get the journal. Write the thank you. Thank yes. God yes. as your partner. Thank yourself. For what happened and what you know is going to happen. That's what, yes. for me, writing it, like Daryl just said, it's been changed. It's a game changer for me. I've been, I, even during those meetings, one of the things that got me back on track was I wrote myself a thank you letter and I said, dig in deep, Ed, find the confidence right now. And it worked. All right, go ahead. God delivers the goods when we thank in advance. Yes. Jesus, every prayer he did, he thanked in advance. He was not showing off. He was teaching us how to do it. That's right. That's right. He wasn't going, look at this. I say thank you first. No, he's going, look, guys, this is what you do, and you're going to get a miracle. Yes. So here we go. This is why it's easy. The key here is if we want to experience an upgrade, there's two things. Gratitude, yep. which is thanking for what we have, always getting enthusiastic about what we already have and already already been given thanking in advance, and then stop complaining. Yeah. And Ponder reminds us, there is plenty of room at the top in any line of work or profession for those who dare to free themselves of the usual thoughts of bickering, jealousies, and petty criticisms entertained by many people. It's that simple. Well, since you said gratitude and we've thrown time out the window. Time's great out. Reading. Wait, you're the one who just taught us his experience this week. That's right. That's what well, I said. It's going with joy I'm instead doing it right now. Time keeps on ticking, Which ticking, is funny because that's going to lead right to our breath. Into the future. Mary Cupferly in God Will See You Through. If you don't have God Will See You Through by Mary Cupferly, get your hands on it, please. She, in, in, there's a chapter. I just had, we came up with the show. I opened up the book. Thank you, God. No, I opened up to another page. Then I meditated and just said thank you in advance. And the next, then I came back to my senses, opened my eyes, and opened to this page, which is thank you, God, thank you, God. And it says, What is your need right now? Is it for healing, supply, guidance, peace? The words thank you, God, spoken and affirmed, silently and aloud, will charge your being with new assurance, peace, and the awareness that good is happening to you at this time and in this present circumstance. As you repeat, thank you, God. You will have a new feeling of oneness with the Father and a new confidence that you can meet, face, and overcome victoriously whatever needs to be met, faced, and overcome. Yes. Thankfulness is a builder and a strengthener. Thankfulness is a healer, a multiplier of the good, and a dissolver of the negative. Thankfulness is a lifter and a life giver. 
Thankfulness is a fortifier and a comforter. Thankfulness is an attracting power for blessings, a lightener of any load or burden, an ingredient of spirit that produces miracles in the life of anyone in any situation. I once heard Daryl say, thankfulness is the cheapest toupee you can buy. Thankful is the best youther you could buy. It makes you younger. The same day that I, that I gave thanks instead of running to school scared, I just realized one of the ladies who's like notorious parent for like scaring people came to me and was like, Ed, do you think those emails I write are too harsh? And I said, oh, you're doing fine. I know you just care for the kids. And I was reassuring someone who in the past, if I was in the wrong state of mind, might have intimidated me. Yes. All these people were coming to me for love because I shifted out of that victim mentality and you know what happened wow. let's just breathe come on okay. we're gonna do our three breaths but you reminded me of california's state motto about being youthful what is it at 30 our women will have more plastic in them than your honda <laughs> god keeps on slipping 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 into my future. Ah. Oh, that's where I got that from. Yep. God keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Into my future. Ah. God, God keeps, keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Into my future. Ah. Give thanks. Let God slip into your future. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Coming up next, U.S. Marine Corps vet. This guy's a life coach. Him and Indy work together on projects. We love the guy. Him and Daryl found this stuff together at an interesting time in their lives. His name's Jeffrey J. Spikes. He'll get us to switch from spanking to thanking with today's reading. Unless spanking is what you like. Thank and grow rich. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed from Chobo Studios. We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. All right, everyone, welcome back to Funniest Thing. Today's show is called Experience and Upgrade with Jeffrey J. Spikes. Oh, man, we were just talking about this on the break. What do I have here? Hand this to Jeffrey. No, this is Every a guest gets you, one. You got, this is actually it's a Chobo a ch Studios, Studios cookie. From the SD Cookie Guru himself, Indy's cousin, SD Cookie Guru. Daryl, I want to make sure you know that's San Diego. Oh, yeah. yeah. SDCookieGuru.com. My cousins Ed, make amazing you got to taste a piece of this. What? I'm telling you, it's delicious. I had one before. No, take a bite. I'm not eating it right On now. On stage. No, hand it to Jeff. People aren't going to believe it's real. I know, hand it to Jeff. Oh. Mm. <laughs> It's What's the flavor? Lemon? No, it's no. butter cookie. Studios. Sugar cookie. I'm telling you, Ed, it won't hurt your sinuses. 
I know my ears. They, they're already a little plugged. So let's go here. What's the name of this show? What do you want to say about it? Well, I'm enjoying my cookie. You guys can take over for yeah, a go while. To SDCookieGuru.com and order your custom cookies from my cousin. Wow. There you go. There you that go. That is there. a good cookie. They are I'm beautiful. Not you can have it for any business you yep. want. Yeah, you send them their logo. They put it right on the cook. Yes. So. Wow, that's good cookie. Good, good cookie. I did it for the cookie. How he about did it you, all Jeff? For the I did it for the cookie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right, let's let's get a little taste in me. He's gonna do it. Mm. It is a very light, surprisingly delicious cookie. Mm. SD Cookie Guru, we love you. Wow, Ed ate a cookie, ladies and gentlemen. Well, this is a he stepped out of his stagnant zone. When how, Darryl, good, how good was it, Ed? It was re actually really good. It's, it's like when I'm you go to a you, wedding and you get a cake and you lo it looks like it's going to be crap, you know, like something. Not that I'm saying this looks good because it does what it's supposed to. The logo looks amazing, the no, colors, the but it's good. amazing that when something like that actually tastes like a, it's a high, moist, delicious cookie. It's a high quality, um, what do you mm. call that, butter cookie? Mm. Sugar cookie. Sugar, sugar cookie. cookie, but it's not even, too uh, sweet. Or shortbread cookie. Even shortbread the hard... It's a Logo is vanilla delicious. sugar cookie. Yeah, it's, it's quite heaven. good. Quite good. So Look, even Jeff, check Jeff. it out. SDCookieGuru.com. You'll you'll Oh, you'll we're eating cookies like madmen on this. <laughs> we're experiencing an upgrade in a sugar high. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, that is quite That's good. good. That's quite good. <laughs> Jeff's already ready to read. Do you want to just read that, that to kick it off? That is good. That's a good cookie. <laughs> That's wait, a cookie. This, now this I really bit, did it for wait, the cookie. We did this without any expectations. But that better get us at least another batch of cookies. <laughs> another batch of cookies. <laughs> from some funniest thing cookies. We'll see what we can do. Some funniest thing cookies. That'd be amazing with the yes man on there. Um, are we still doing a show today? Yeah, Jeff's gonna read. <laughs> okay, so oh, I'll read Jeff's the daily read. word. Yeah, that ought to do. So. That's not the daily word. <laughs> oh, it's not. What is it? It's a um. I'm, it's just another reading. reading. Yeah, I love it. An anonymous reading. Yeah, I, I I love being with you guys and doing readings. So thank you. Ah. Yes. Uh, no. We love when you're here. So here we go. Today, I sow only good, and I reap a good harvest. For this understanding, I give thanks. There's something about sowing and reaping that those of us who are not farmers do not always remember. You must sow before you can reap. Too many people are trying to get something for nothing. The time will come when they will learn that they must sow first and then they can reap. It's only when the sower sows that the seed can come up. Only when the first step is taken can the journey begin and the goal be reached. We sow with every thought we think, but too many of us haven't been thinking. We permit ourselves to be pushed to and fro with the tide, getting nowhere in particular. We can't sow yesterday nor harvest tomorrow. Now is the acceptable time. We have the opportunity today based upon what we sowed in the now of yesterdays. Also, the now of today provides us with the opportunity to sow for the harvest of the now of tomorrow. It is important to our growth and unfoldment that we prepare a good seed bed and plant good seed now, today, and every day. We will then be able to harvest abundant good in the now of all tomorrows. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. 
That was Galatians 6, 7. This is a um, reading from Joyce Kramer, right? Yes. yes. And the reading, the reason it says God is not mocked, it means that this law exists. Mm-hmm. Whether you believe it or not, whether you are aware of it or not, mm-hmm. you are going to reap the harvest. We all reap the harvest in our circumstances according to the thoughts we habitually think. Yes. Especially the ones that are charged with feeling, good or bad. That's right. It's interesting, the the analogy of reaping and sowing and and the mention here that there's a detachment for people who aren't farmers from the idea of what reaping and sowing is, is kind of interesting to think about, right? And if we just bring it into thought and think about intention, or you guys were talking about stepping out boldly. Like, that doesn't work for a lot of people. However, it doesn't mean that people that doesn't work for would not feel confidence yeah, and might not be seen as bold, right? That might not be seen or perceived as something, right? It's, so it's like, it's that yes and thought, but as long as we're really thinking about the good, thinking about what we can connect with, what we could agree with. You know, we walk into a room. I used the analogy the other day with a group about that, uh, with a group of young people that were fairly sheltered, living a good life, had great, you know, everyone in the room had great parents, you know, by their standards and, right. and hadn't seen a lot of adverse situations, right? So we talked about going into a biker bar. Wait, wait a second. You know, me and Jeff had very similar, seemingly <laughs> negative childhoods. And my first thought was, oh, Jeff. Did you just say to them, yeah, well, you guys are lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Did the self-pity rise to the surface? I'm only kidding, folks, but that's that's one of my my bad, yeah, that's one of my bad uh, character defects. Yet oft used. (laughs) Wait, what is it called? (laughs) Yeah, you guys are lucky. What did I get? I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. If, I, well, see, if I could get a number, a tally of how many times you guys are oh, lucky has come through the text threads in the last uh, year, it would be through the roof, man. Oh, my God. Well, Lori, just before I let you go, I got to admit, I got to fall on my sword. Lori, my wife, she heard me sticking it to Steve. Yeah. And uh, something about, you know, his brain being broke because he's been so pampered yeah. as a child. And Lori goes, don't listen to him. He's just jealous because he never got any of that as a kid. <laughs> That's what she said to him about me. Yes, and I had a laugh. And I had a laugh. I go, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lori is able to cut through it quickly with you. I've seen it many times. That's funny. So go on, sir. Um, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Oh, oh, talking, oh the biker tell... bar, the kids going into the biker bar. So yeah. yeah, they weren't kids. They were young, young people, young men and women. Right. We were talking about you go into a biker bar and they were all admittedly, they would feel intimidated. Right. And, yes. um, but if you look for what you can agree with, and we started talking about, well, what would you see in a bar? Mm. Uh, you're not used to being in bars typically already because you haven't been exposed to that. And so the drinking and everything else is already intimidating. Like there's enough things you're not comfortable with yet. These, this group wasn't comfortable with yet, but what could you agree with? And we start brainstorming on, they seem to be gelled really well together. They seem to be part of a group that really 
appreciates each other, that they work well together, they, you know, even if it's rugged or rough or anything else. And then when they were able to do that, they started thinking about how they might then be able to connect with how somebody's nice. Right. How somebody does have some compassion. That that, that that's probably a, a dad or a mom or they're certainly a, a, a son or a daughter anyway. So they they all of these things only because they chose to remove the thoughts of what they were afraid of, what yes. wasn't working, what they how they wouldn't connect. Yes. Right. All of a sudden, they all felt like I think I could be comfortable going into a lot of new situations now. Yes, this is the best uh, reframing. Advice. Yeah, this advice. I'm so glad you're sharing it because this is really helpful. I use it all the time when I have to go into what any situation where I'm like, oh wow, what am I doing? Why did I say yes to this? Because I start seeing all the differences and I start stacking them up against me and thinking I need to overcome. And I got to switch to, instead of saying, what can I agree with? In my mind, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. I'll go, okay, like, what are the similarities here? Like, you know what I mean? I go, like, what here do I have in common? What, anything. And there's all, you could always find one thing. And here's the beauty of it. One, like you were explaining with them brainstorming in the group, once they found one thing, all of a sudden, it's almost like an avalanche effect. You start seeing more things you're similar with. But the main thing that happens is my fear level instantaneously starts to drop and my enthusiasm and confidence rises. Yeah. It's, it's the best technique. I'm glad you brought that up for stepping into a situation that we're unfamiliar with and we label it that we're uncomfortable with, but it's really just like you said, because we're unfamiliar with it. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Well, and it's the show is called experience and upgrade. So if you want to upgrade your thinking, you have to start thinking new thoughts and shifting onto a new, the new operating system, right? And the right. old operating system that might be coming up about protecting yourself or whatever, that's just not working. And so this is an awesome way a really practical way to experience that upgrade. Because once we get connected with the thoughts, it's a vibrational connection. And once we're on the right frequency, like you're saying, one thing leads to another, leads to an end. It's very, yeah. very natural and easy. And it feels so good. I remember when I was at some point, like a teenager or something, and I remember like thinking, oh, I got to go out of the car at night. And it's like scary. Like, you know, my child, like my childish mind was like, oh, it's dark. It's scary. And then I remember having the thought, like, what's the difference between me walking out here during the day and night? It's not like all of a sudden this is the evil time. You know what I mean? I just like yeah. saw through that old limiting belief and it went from being something scary to actually I enjoy being outside at night with the stars and, you know, and there's a similar kind of shift. All of a sudden it became like you, like you've quoted Einstein before. All of a sudden I realized I live in a friendly universe and that really is like the first that inherent question, is this a friendly environment or is this something I have to protect myself against, yeah. you know? And, but we're not often taught we can change environments by the way we perceive them into friendly environments and then have that friendly experience. That's a great one, man. I love that. Yeah, and it has to do with working on your, your thinking on the level of thought. I mean, and that is the thing that when we're, if we're going to live this way, as I, I, every day I decide to live this way in a, another way, in a new way, 
I have to really ask myself is, do I really believe this, that if I change my thinking, I'm going to have a totally different experience? Yes. Because when I'm in fear, that's a really hard thing sometimes for to get yeah. the fear to accept. But I don't so much try to get the fear to accept that I love the part of me that's afraid. And through that loving, I start to access a whole different part of myself that's not afraid. And then, oh, yeah, because I mean, I, I wanted to share this earlier last thing. Reverend I, because we, we all have that, I reckon every one of you has something that feels like this insurmountable thing that comes up sometimes. It's like the rock, you know, this boulder, whatever you want to call it. And it's like, we have different ones at different times in our lives. Or Your Achilles that, heel. If you will. And, uh, but you know, I think it was, it's, correct me if I'm wrong, but Reverend Ike talks about praising it, blessing it. Don't fight it. Yeah. Bless it. Bless it. Get to know it. Like, stop being afraid of it. Accept that it's there. Like, because part of the issue is that I've been afraid of it and I've had this like push and pull. Either I'm running from it or I'm attacking it or I'm telling other people, I got, I'm done with that now. That, none of, but if we bring peace to it and love to it and praise it, it will, we, it will no longer have control over us. Then we can just go right around it. Well, and it'll dissolve. It'll, it'll dissolve. no longer even be there. Mm-hmm. And we'll wonder why were, was I sitting in front of this little rock all this time when I could have either stepped over it, walked around it, whatever, you know, the mole, the molehill becomes a molehill again in life. It just moves on. It's amazing. That sh- but it's a shift in perspective and perception more than anything else. Well, and about, and, and this, not just these, what we're sharing doesn't just make us feel confident to face things. Exactly. It changes the things we're about to face. Right. right. I, um, I, this was before the word diversity really took off, which I think is the worst word. It is the stumbling block that gets in the way of unity because it's like all the things, it's, it's taking the world's method of cause and effect and using the, le- the left side of the brain's reasoning power. Well, if we do A and B, and we talk about diversity, then everyone will love each other. But you got to get all the way back to the cause, and the cause has got to begin with love at the center. How can I get to love at the center? And the shortcut to love at the center is look for the similarities. Because as soon as you find a similarity, the circumstances change. And I, in a big way, like I was going to say before this Word took off. I just moved to Los Angeles. Within a year or two, Lori and I were thinking about moving back to New York City. Because we're like, eh, this is okay, but it's not really what we envisioned. And um, during that time, I happened to talk with like an acquaintance outside the studio I was working at. And I just said, yeah, we're thinking about moving back. And she uh, said, well, what would you do? And I said, well, I could do talks at the schools in New York City, and I get paid as an artist to do that, you know, doing workshops in the public schools. She goes, oh, wow, would you do that here? Well, now the cat's out of the bag. I can't go now. No, I wouldn't do that here. So I said, yeah, I'd do that here. And I give her my card. She goes, oh, you're Italian. I said, yeah, I'm Italian. She goes, well, wait a minute. I do this sort of thing. Would you talk to kids? 
about being an Italian-American. I mean, I go, I don't know what Italian-American is. I mean, in my mind, I go, what's an Italian-American? Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know how to play an accordion or throw right. pizza. What is it? Because I'm just oh, me, yeah, you know? Yeah. I'm like, what does that mean? And she goes, oh, great. Because I do this. You could talk to the kids in Watts. And the only thing I knew about Watts at that time was like those awful movies like Colors. And you know, I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. What? So I'm seeing this horrible like gangster movie in my mind. Right. Along with, yeah, you could talk to them because they're African American and you're Italian American. And I go, okay. And she leaves and I go, what did I just get myself into? Right. I don't even know what an Italian American means. Right. So I can't even like connect with them on on that angle. Second of all, I am probably the fairest of all Italians you're going to meet. Right. I'm like the epitome of the blue-eyed devil. Now, this is what I'm thinking, folks. This is not what other people are thinking. I'm just, so I am like, what? How do I get out of this? What right. did I get myself into? Right. <clears throat> so the weeks go by, and I get invited to go to Watts on my own, in my mm-hmm. little car, in a place I'd never been, yes. and go to this, like, Head Start program. This is such a classic. Yeah. yeah. So I get there, first of all, uh, the lady there, the, the, the black lady who ran this thing, she's yeah. probably my age at the time, 30 something. Is that the lady who signed you up for it? No, this is a Another whole different lady. lady. Okay, it was yeah. like a dry hair that signed me up okay, for it. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. like, like a college educated whiter woman. Yeah. A college educated white suburban okay. well-to-do All right. mom. She and that was over. part of the scare. She gave me your marching yeah, order. Yeah, okay. She sent me over there. She was nowhere near this place, <laughs> but I was there. But the lady. Who she grew, thought it was a nice idea. Yeah. For somebody, for, for her to, to go look go good. Because she sent, <laughs> you know, she sent me behind enemy lines. You know, that's what she's thinking. So <laughs> I did my good deed. So, yeah, a lot of things are going through my head, trust me. But here's the thing. I get there. I just, you know, show up. First thing that changes the game changer is the lady running the program is like my age, and she has a British accent. So this African-American woman, my age, you know, attractive, is speaking with a British accent. Definitely more proper English than your New Jersey English. Way better. Mm -hmm. So, And I'm like, wow, I'm enamored because, you know, you just throw an English-British accent on anything and Americans go, wow. Ooh, Mary Poppins. Yeah, Yeah, everything's better with a British accent if you live in America. Right. So that's number one. And now she's taking me on tour. And she's taking me on a tour. And because all the kids heard about me coming, it was a real tearjerker that – for me, they all their teachers had them do all these things about being Italian. Wow. They made things with pasta. And they go, ooh, they couldn't wait to meet me. I'm like a celebrity. I'm wow. like Mario Lanza. You know? Yes. <laughs> and they're talking to me about it. I'm so blown away. The whole thing's changed, you know? That's awesome. And I'm thinking about the show I'm going to present to them because I had to still do this big performance. And I go, you know what? I know something we all have in common, grandmas. So I made the star of this show, like in my storytelling, the grandma, and they would describe their grandma. I'm describing mine. I had a magic pad. So I'm drawing the grandma as they're describing it. 
you know, with the hat, the glasses. Uh-huh. And, you know, all these kids have this, you know, their grandmas dressed like everyone's grandmas. You yeah, know? right. So they're so high about that. And at the end, you know, and the, and the magic words for the pad throughout this whole talk that I gave was, ay, ay, ay. <laughs> you know, it's the, <laughs> so all the kids, all these cute little kids are going, ay, ay, ay. <laughs> and all of a sudden, grandma comes through the pad. And it was Lori dressed up in the outfit looked just like oh, the drawing wow. and these kids we that is you can't get what i'm trying to say is a you gotta find i'm so glad you brought this up jeff because if you want to get out of your stagnant zone and move into a new arena experience an upgrade and experience an upgrade and if it's with a, th- a thing that you that seems intimidating to you at that time if you find the one little similarity, yeah, and or just the one little thing that you find you appreciate, it doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be a similarity. Yeah, it could be something you appreciate. Soon as that clicks in your brain, it's like you change the channel on the experience. That's right. The That's whole right. experience went from intimidating scary a nightmare mm. resentment at the lady who th- sent me to yeah, the battle sure, zone sure, yeah. you know um to i love this place yeah i love these kids i can't wait to do this again right i mean it was crazy and we can all experience this with this simple tool mm-hmm. that's awesome i can hear <laughs> people's minds because i've heard you've mentioned this word diversity before and i think and i know you and i think some people might be going oh diversity you're like how dare he say but i i, I feel like what you're getting at is if you want because a lot of the the spirit that the word is celebrate diversity right so but the origin of the word is divisive and division but regardless of that the world is a diverse yes. colors. It looks well. I call it variety. Yes, but I'm just saying, yes. that all of that's fair. But I think the thing that you that triggers, like, gets you riled up, is that the people who are saying that are not really celebrating diversity. They're imposing. They're, it's it. more like imposing it. And the thing is, so when you talk about like um, the thing that we all have in common this is why it comes back to why we study these things because every one of us lives by the same principles these these are universal principles that's why the unity movement has always been like opens people up to celebrate diversity these type of new thought teachings really are mind-blowing because they bring us into this awareness that this one god expresses itself in all of these many ways many 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 ways and when you feel that, when I feel that love, so like whoever it is, like whether it's a parent or a principal, when I realize that's not a principal, that's a person that wakes up the same way I do, and I see them through that lens, I'm just helping, like, because yeah. I know what you're saying, and I just want, like, I can just see this is helpful for people to understand. <laughs> you mean people like the lady who sent me there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not. Well, and love is the, you're right, because. Love, as soon as I'm willing to recognize like you, this is just another person. And if I could bring love in the form yes. of appreciation or seeing or something like you're saying with that group that I could identify with, 
that is love. And yes. wherever there's love, they don't have to change. Right. I love them as is incredibly so much that any thought yeah. of division or differences is no longer a barrier at all. That, yeah, exactly. And or so, a threat. Sometimes when or we, a threat. when we live in fear and don't visit love regularly through these practices, we think that this is a world of right and wrong. This is wrong. We need to teach them what's right and do it in this heavy-handed way, but it just creates more divisiveness. So the word sometimes the words start getting in the way of the actual accomplishment of what we're yes. trying to get at. That's why like these people who change countries and worlds like Gandhi and uh, Martin Luther King Jr., the, yes. all of them were coming from like spiritual traditions. Martin Luther King Jr. was a minister, man. These people, they recognized the inherent oneness and they used the law of non-resistance. Yes, so did Gandhi. They all used the law non of non-resistance. They were very... And, and of course, of character. and people say, oh, but Martin Luther King wrote these letters where he's like, of course he was angry. He was a human being. Daryl and Ed get angry when but you're when not he, around. But the, pra <laughs> the practice that changed things was the law of non-resistance. He used it yes. boldly and courageously, but he was still using the law of non-resistance and looking at everyone through the lens of a loving, of love, of love and these principles, these spiritual principles. These are the things that make the world go round. What do you think, Jeff? I think that's the center of it. <clears throat> and, and I think when we're not able to control our thoughts, because I think there's a lot of people in the world, including me, that at different times think, I don't know if I, 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 mean, I it's a challenge to control the thoughts. Of right? course. <clears throat> but, or and, you know, I really think that that's the crux of it is allowing some space. Yep. So that it doesn't overpower us, and then making the demonstration to mm -hmm. others, to ourselves, of love. Deciding in advance what are the demonstrations of love or gratitude that I could make, and being intentional about it, planning it. Because on the days that I'm not liking myself very much, yeah, or that I'm not liking others, my drive over here might have had a couple of really ugly things said about a couple of people in the fast lane going really slow. Yes, right. <clears throat> I mean, that might have happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and <clears throat> it's funny. When I said that, I thought, ooh, my mind doesn't know that I'm not talking about myself. That's right. I'm like, darn it. Because <laughs> I really kind of yeah. like using these words <laughs> in this environment when I'm alone in my car. Right. <clears throat> but that didn't work, right? So it's, it's that idea of can I make a demonstration of love even when I don't feel like it? Right. right. So... I think that's the key. That's the crux of it all. That's where it really boils down to yeah. what you're saying, which is love. <clears throat> you were sharing the story about your fear of going to school, mm -hmm. and you just decided instead of thinking of, of I think it was your somebody at your school, your principal, principal or somebody, yeah. judging you mm -hmm. and looking at you as, oh, you're not, you're not here at the time you should be or anything else, and started thinking about that person in a haloed effect, a blessing, yeah. a kindness, a you know, outpouring of love towards them, right? That, that there's a demonstration of kindness and of love. You may not, you were feeling fear, but you made the demonstration, right? That's why we, yeah. that's how we, yeah. I really think that's how we do it. And because I can't count on my emotions or my thoughts all the time. I can do a lot of work. I can do a lot of things to try and help them be regulated. Yeah. You know, through physiology and through thoughts I use and all that other stuff. But I can't necessarily 
it, thoughts are going to come. Oh, yeah. But if I'm practicing the demonstrations over and over and over and automating them as much as I would automate how I get out of bed, man, now I'm, now there's a potential for a win. And, and something bigger than me can actually operate with me because I'm not being so darn selfish and obstinate about what I think. Right. <laughs> right. Which is easy to do, right? Right. And my opinion. and ugh. Well, you know what you just made me realize? Uh, that maybe when we think these thoughts of, like Ed was saying, oh, I'm going to be late, and that means I might be judged for being late. Maybe though, though that feeling of fear is just letting us, nudging us, letting us know we've been, become complacent and we've letting we've let it, the intention of love start to lose its focus, and that feeling is just the buzzer going off. That means this isn't this. This is all just a buzzer. It's not the truth. It's just a buzzer to now. Whoa, whoa! You got to get intentional about love again, yeah. because then yeah. it takes the power out of it. Yeah. When I, I think about it that way, if I look at it, oh. This just means I've been getting complacent about being intentional, about being loving yeah. from moment to moment. Right. I also like, because we've shared this on several shows where you said, our mind doesn't know that what I'm saying about him is not <laughs> what I'm saying about me. Yeah. And it usually is. Yeah. Even though we don't know it. You know, that whole thing, one yeah. finger out is three fingers back. Yeah, because oh. thought is prayer and prayer is intentional. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just let our thoughts go, but it's creating an intention that we're going to experience mm -hmm. personally. Right, right. You know, there's something else that came out of today, I think, that was really along the same lines valuable, is that there, were also, there was a lot of words and ideas and thoughts and feelings and judgments and opinions that are very worldly that you had walking into the school environment. Oh, yeah. You were thinking about moving back cross country to where you were more comfortable. Yeah. Like all these things were happening. Tons of dynamics that we could pull out of that. Amazing story, right? <clears throat> but something happened when all of a sudden you just saw these children. Yeah. As children, as kids. Yes. Loving yeah. beings. Like me. Moldable minds, right? And they're all in their time of learning yeah they're in that formative developmental stage of life and you got to see them well i saw the fact that, that they weren't judging me <laughs> right. that was the big like loving surprise and you know what you say all those ideas i had you can't blame people for having certain ideas because what goes on in the media it all it affects us and you know, Les, you know what Les Brown said? Ed loves when I quote Les Brown. I never quoted him before ever. I know, but, yeah, I'm wondering where this is. <laughs> but he did say this. He said, secondhand drama is as dangerous as secondhand smoke. And what he was referring to, when we listen to the news and all these ideas of others, we don't know that that's not our thoughts right. about our circumstances. Right. And we start taking on what, you know, is not what many metaphysical teachers throughout time have called the race consciousness or the atom. You know, Adam fell asleep and there's nowhere in there that he woke up. And right. the waking up is supposedly 
metaphorically, when Jesus appears, we finally wake up to a renewed, holy cow, no wonder I'd been asleep to my divinity. So, you know, we don't realize that sometimes, you know, we get tired, I get hungry, and all that race consciousness comes in, and I start going, yeah. I start believing the worst instead of the best. Right. But it's all just not, it's not real. No, and if we focus on that, that's what will grow. Yeah, and I don't want that to grow. Yeah. Yep. Les Brown. That's great. I knew that would get yeah, it yeah. excited. No, it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Uh, 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 Reverend Ike said that when we start thinking thoughts, first of all, that don't feel good, that are not, that to me, that's an indicator that it's not fit, doesn't fit who I am. Like, if right. there's a thought, doesn't feel good. It's not really in alignment with who I am. But what he said was, when we take in the thoughts of others, we don't just take in the thought, we take in the whole personality of the person who is thinking it. And that's why it feels like your mom or dad yeah. or whoever it is, is in there. Because it literally, you can't just take, it's, it's not just, just words. words. Yeah, The whole personality comes with, with it. it. And especially if we're like sensitive or empathic, uh, empaths or, and which everyone is to some degree. Like, we got to get really good. And is having this self-reflective practice of, like, is that mine? Or does it just feel like it has control over me, so I have to keep thinking it? And if it's not mine, i got to do things to get that out of there. Like, you know what I mean? To, to yes. get myself to see it for what it is, disconnect from it, depersonalize, you know, like, get rid of all of that. And start to ask myself, well, what is really me? Who am I? What do I really think? And like some of us weren't in situations younger where we were given full reign to think and be who we really wanted to be. So we have to uncover this. Yes. I've had to uncover the recognition that there's a whole lot more to me than I ever, than I've remembered in a really long time. And it's awesome, you know, and it's like, I'm the only one who knows it. And it's just quirk, you know, little quirks, things I like or whatever it is. And when I do those things and be that person, my life works because that's yeah. just me being me. Well, the main thing is, for any of the listeners, is what you, the main thing of it is what you said at the beginning. Yeah. If it doesn't feel good, and this is in all metaphysical books, if it doesn't feel good, it means it's not true. Right. Mm. And it's an indication to let go of that thought. It's a false idea. That's why it feels bad. And like you put it, which is even, I think, more personal, if it feels bad, it's not true about me. Right. So it doesn't mean to keep dwelling it and go trying to move forward from this feeling. It means no, I gotta let that go. That yeah. idea doesn't. It's not part of my vibration. I need to let it go. Right, and it's that's like with this job thing. Like more and more, it just comes to. It's not the job. The job's going to change. Of course, it's going to change. But it's the part of me. It's the thinking behind what has kept me there. It's the thinking of behind what has made me think that for some reason I, I might deserve to get punished at almost 50 years old after 27 years of teaching and loving, like that there's still a part of me that's thought that maybe I'll get, I deserve to get punished for something if I don't do that meeting. You know, it's loving that part. And it's been facing that and blessing that and going like, okay, I don't even know how to change that right now but I am going to acknowledge that's the project. That's where it has to shift. You know what I mean? It's like yes. just being like, I don't know how, 
But I know that's the shift. And as I do that, I keep getting little nudges. Mm-hmm. And last night I was watching some, someone talking to Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza. And they were watching <laughs> some like MMA guy talk to, what's that comedian's name with the mullet? Joe Rogan? No, no. What's Theo the com- Vaughn. Theo Vaughn. And they uncovered something from his past that, like, when he was really young, some traumatic thing, and he started, like, crying. Wait, is this the, the rest The MMA was, guy started is crying. crying to Vince Vaughn? No, to Theo Vaughn. Yeah, and Theo was like, it's okay. We don't need to say anything. We can just, you know, and it was, and so the guy was, the, the host of the other podcast was asking Joe Dispenza what he thought about that whole thing. But what was interesting, and I think because they were in this loving discussion about it, it I had a moment of, like, it uncovered something inside me this like traumatic feeling and i thought oh my god i'm very afraid of whatever i'm feeling right now it was weird like it it got me in touch with this fear and i and i just breathe and let it come through let it come up and it moved through and it was it felt it was like i, I gave it perm- that permission i've been giving that part of me permission what are you afraid of like i don't even know i like the fear happened so long ago i don't even know what it was you know and like i still don't even know but it, it's just letting go cuz the fear is not native to who i am the fear was picked up and stored somewhere you know like and just letting all that stuff go and be just it's so nice to come back to myself and the reason the thoughts feel bad also they're not true because, but what happens is those thoughts that aren't true or aren't in alignment with who I am block the flow of life through my being. I'm here to, to be creative and enthusiastic and fun and loving and enjoying my time on this planet. And those thoughts are blocking the flow yeah. of that. And that just feels bad. That's why worry, Daryl recently told us this comes this, from to choke. To choke. It's choking. The, this this the love, origin. this life force needs to flow through us. And if we don't let it flow through us, at some point we're going to leave the, you know, like it'll, we get blockages. And if we don't let it go, we're going to leave and go back to our native state, which is joy and bliss and love and wholeness. You know, so, but we can learn to express more and more of that while it's here, while we're here, experience greater prosperity, experience greater joy, experience the same love and enthusiasm I had when I was a little kid. And, but now do it on just like a larger scale and that now I don't have to wait for mom to drive me where I want to go. I can drive myself there. I can do the project I want to do. I can, you know what I'm saying? It's awesome. And we can all have that and we can all live that way. Well, there was a very touching song. In 1986, I was in Sydney, Australia, and I went to a musical. Okay. And it was so incredibly touching. It goes like... Who am I? And it was the the play was Les Mis, and the song, oh my God! It made me go, "This is me. I want to be as free as Jean Valjean, who's the lead character in this story." Yeah. And in the song, "Who Am I?" He sings, "Who am I? Can I conceal myself forevermore? Pretend I'm not the man I was before, and must." My name until I die be no more than an alibi? Must I lie? How can I ever face my fellow men? How can I ever face myself again? My soul belongs to God, I know. I made that bargain long ago. He gave me hope when hope was gone. He gave me strength 
to journey on. Who am I? Who am I? I am Jean Valjean. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? That's Don't awesome. you want to be Jeffrey J. Spikes? That's it. Yes. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it right there. Yeah. Yeah. During the show where you weren't here, I, I called Silent Unity to get ready, and she gave me the, the affirmation, I am a success. I am successful. And I told on the air, or I think that was that show, and I realized everyone in this room can be the most successful person in the room because right. the only thing we're here to do is be ourselves. So we want to each be the most successful person in the room, yeah. right? Because no one, yes. there's no one else who can be successfully me or successfully Indy or successfully Jeffrey J. Spikes or Daryl Fazzaro. Yes, be the one who changes the luck of everyone yeah. when you walk into the room. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, where did we hear that? That was a good one. We heard that from Nancy Norman. Nancy Norman. We love Nancy Norman. Jeffrey J. Spikes. Before we wrap up the show, um, where can people reach out to follow you, connect with you? I know you mentor people, do all sorts of things. Yeah, so uh, Jeff Spikes, I have a podcast called The The Point, and it's The Point with Jeff Spikes. It's a that's great probably, podcast. That's probably the best place to find me. Okay, The Point uh, with Jeff Spikes. Yeah, and it's me talking about ideas and thoughts of how I'm executing in the world, helping okay. drive change, helping others drive change in their life. Great. And um, that's probably the best place. Okay, cool. Can they work with you or is it just the listening to the podcast yes. at this point? Yes. So um, I'm available. There, There's links in there to okay, book appointments good. and make yeah. time. I also do uh, speaking tours and facilitate workshops and Great, man. other things. So And all that information links in there. And okay. you can just link in and get more information. Oh, fabulous. And uh, leave me messages and DM me. I'm pretty easy to find these days. Yeah, that's awesome, man. <laughs> Thank man, you for asking. Thanks for coming, man. It's uh, a pleasure. I met Jeff Spikes in 1986. <clears throat> yeah, what month did you go to Australia? It was, actually, it was 1988. I was no, in was Australia. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. 1986, <laughs> we met. It was two years later. Yeah, 1986, we were at a military rehabilitation center. And we're still here today because we were learning all about love as the key ingredient to transform our lives and circumstances. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And that when we have loving thoughts in our minds, it doesn't just make us feel better. It transforms our circumstances, but it also changes the way people perceive us. A hundred percent. Well, and you know what happens when you put a Marine and a Coast Guard that are in crisis in a room together, right? I what? forgot. Love. Love. <laughs> yeah. Everyone can run with that wherever they want. Yeah. <laughs> love. <laughs> We've been in love ever since. We've been in love ever since. Brotherly love. That's, That's right. awesome. Man, I, I want to say <laughs> practice this stuff. Like, whatever. Take one more. Add one more thing to your life this week. Write yourself and God thank you notes in advance for everything you desire. Because there's a for each one of us, I guarantee you, there's a million miracles that I could mention and stories I could go into that I don't even we don't have time to even go into. Even just today, my whole day turned into miracle after miracle after miracle. So practice the stuff. Let us know. Email us uh, darylaned at gmail.com or go to darylaned.com and you can send us a message there. And um, share your funniest things with us. Yeah, the comment on the YouTube. Share, yeah, share. Share, 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 share the links, subscribe to the YouTube, do all that stuff, whatever it is, wherever you're listening on podcast apps. But 
share this stuff, be this stuff. This is really does transform this place for the better. And um, on that note, we have something from uh, Marine Corps. It's called USMZ or T T U S no T U M Z or U-M-S-Z. <laughs> it's the Marine Corps' version of TMZ. TMZ. So anyway, there was a U.S. Marine sergeant. He was assigned. Well, oh, what's, what is this? Just US read Marine? it directly. A U.S. <laughs> Marine sergeant was assigned Jeff Spikes, then a newly inducted private to work as his office assistant. On the first day of the job, Jeff went around picking up random pieces of paper in the office. He lifted up. One from the sergeant's desk read it and said, This is not it. He took a sheet out of the wastebasket and declared, This is not it. Then he opened the filing cabinet, produced a document, reviewed it, and announced, This is not it! This went on all morning. Finally, the sergeant decided that Jeff did not have his burritos rolled very tightly and sent him to the army psychologist who studied Jeff's behavior. Finally, he told Jeff, I agree with this, Sergeant. I don't believe you are fit for duty. With that, the psychologist signed a paper, handed it to Jeff, and told him, This is your discharge order. Jeff read the paper and exclaimed, This is it! <laughs> I always wondered how he got out of the military, out of the Marines, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, he's been on a mystery, magical mystery tour ever since. Who's right. the little dog you're petting? Who's the little dog I'm That's petting, Luna. Jeff? We have a dog in the studio. Yeah, we brought. I brought Luna with me. We're we're traveling buddies. So. Yeah, she is so sweet. She knows to come and hang out with me. Keep keep me feeling good. So thank you, Luna. All right. So you want to sing us out of here, buddy? Yeah, because we got a little. We had a a a. a what was it called? A uh, call, coaching call from Ringo this morning. That's right. Freshly dyed black hair. And you know what he said? What did he say? Roll up. That's an invitation. Roll up for the mystery tour. Roll up. To make a reservation. Roll up for the mystery tour. The magical mystery tour. Is waiting to take you away. Waiting to take you away. Visit DarylNed.com to find easy links to everything we do. And thank you for Jeffrey being a Jeffrey Spikes, part. we love you. A funniest thing with Daryl and Ed at Chobo Studios. Roll up! They've got everything you need. Roll up for the mystery tour. <laughs> Roll up! Satisfaction guaranteed. Roll up for the mystery tour. The, the magical mystery tour is hoping to take you away. Hoping to take you away. Take you today. Roll up, baby. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Five hundred dollars. Really? See, two hundred dollars for you. One hundred dollars for you. What the hell? <laughs> oh, no. Hundred dollars for you. Oh.
When you record your podcast at Chobo Studios, you're helping people in need. Here at Chobo, we take a bold stance on helping the community by giving away 10% of all revenue, not just profit, to kind, hardworking people in the streets of Los Angeles. And thanks to all these wonderful podcasters, we've been able to give $1,400 this year alone through our kindness initiative, Chobo Kindness. Brought to you by Chobo Studios, LA's premier podcasting powerhouse. Follow for more.